Hello, we're back. This is pod play number two of season three coming up in just a moment. But first, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has sent us in scripts already. It's just really exciting that we're already thinking about season four of the Scene podcast. And there's going to be lots more activity around these script submissions coming up, um, about which we will definitely keep you posted. If you are a writer and you have got a script up your sleeve that you think might work as a little pod play like this one, then please don't keep it to yourself. Come on. Head over to the Scene Podcast website and you'll see how you can send it in to us to have a little look-see. Or maybe you'll be inspired to write one after you hear this week's pod play, which is an absolute cracker. Written by the very talented Will Pinhay, we proudly present to you, I think this will be good for us. Now, we live in modern times. Relationships take on all sorts of forms, all kinds of boundaries and frameworks to be enjoyed and tested. And I think what Will has explored in his script and with his characters is a question that I think many people in long-term relationships have had to consider. So, without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Michael and Jack. It was her idea. I don't mean that in a blaming sort of way. That's just how it happened. It was her idea. It was my idea. Yes, of course it was. This was never going to come from him. Never the kind of thing he'd suggest on his own. Had we mentioned it before? Sure. Lightly. In passing. The way you do when you discuss hypotheticals together. Safe. Naked. Blissed out in bed. Throwing scenarios at each other. Teasing. Testing. The act of just speaking them out loud is exciting and dangerous as if you were actually doing them. When you're with someone, really with someone, and when it's new, exciting, you want to do it all. You want to find out everything about them, everything they've done, haven't done, but most importantly, what they want to do. You want to give that to them. Do it with them. Find ways to bond yourselves together like Michael that. Michael isn't like me. Become And that's good. Complicit. It's probably what attracted me to him in the first place. Complicit in your but I, kinks. I have things, still, that I want to do. That I want to experience in my life. And being in a relationship... Is a commitment. That's what you sign up for. And me, I can put things on the back burner for that. Sacrifice, compromise, these come as part of the package. I'm not like Jan. She's always been more outgoing than me. More full of life. Everyone prefers her to me. (laughs) She's lived more. She's got the stories and, and experience, the anecdotes that keep everyone entertained. Michael's the heart of us. The kind one. The one who makes things happen, takes it all in his stride. Way easier to get on with than I am. A people pleaser, but in the best way. The one that everyone prefers between us. I didn't want to push him. I didn't want to lose him. I think I think it's important to make it clear that I wasn't trying to she break wasn't. us up. In fact, she led with that. She wasn't trying to break us up, she said, almost blurting it out. That's not what this was going to be. Not why we were having this talk. I just thought that's how it must feel. How it must look to him. Asking to talk. Suddenly turning the mood serious. I didn't want him there squirming. I didn't want him to worry. And that's the line she stuck to throughout the conversation. She started with it. Ended with it. Turns out it was something that needed enforcing. Not just to 
calm me at the start when, well, it looked like it was gearing up to pull the trigger. But also after, once she'd said her piece, once I'd actually heard her proposition. Because that's what it was. A proposition. I wasn't demanding anything. Wasn't forcing anything. I wasn't criticising. Wasn't saying there was anything lacking in us. It's not that she wasn't fulfilled. In our relationship at all. Wasn't... It's just... That she didn't want me anymore. It wasn't that things had changed. Or that we needed time or space or anything like that. It's It's just just... that I really thought this orgy would be good for us. For our relationship. I wanted us to go to this orgy together. Not what I was expecting. (laughs) Honestly, given the setup, so yeah, I was a little... It was clumsy. I was caught off guard. The way I said it. By the orgy. The way I first let him hear the word. Orgy. Orgy. It's quite an aggressive word, isn't it? The way it sounds. The shape it makes in the mouth. It's quite... Menacing, almost. Intimidating. Maybe I should have skirted around it. There were so many ways I could have phrased it more delicately. Other words I could have used. Sharing partners. Sharing partners. Opening up our bedroom. Opening up our bedroom. Group sex. Group sex. I just thought... I don't know. I didn't want to insult him. Didn't want to shy away from it or not do him the courtesy of saying what I actually fucking meant. She wanted us to go to a sex sex party. party. Is that... is that worse? I can't decide, actually, which one I should have led with. The details all sort of spilled out from there. She wanted us to go to a sex party. She'd already found one. She knew which one we would go to. It wasn't just a case of, would I be up for this? It was actually... It was my friend. What are you doing two weekends from now and would you like to go to this particular sex party? Who knew about it? Not a close friend, mind you. I think that would be weird. Not the kind of person who can really think about her close friends sexually. Just seems awkward. She's an artist. A bad fit. But this, this friend, friend... I work with her in a cafe. Cafe's her day job. So I guess maybe colleague? But close enough to discuss invitations to private sex parties. Don't really know why I'm saying... That, like it's something important or relevant, but there you go. She's the one that got me onto it. Two years Michael and I have been together. And it's been... It's been great. Too great, actually, if anything. I hadn't really intended to get sucked into something long-term like that when we first hooked up. I was in a very relationship-opposed place at the time. But he cut through everything. All my barriers. Made it impossible not to be with him. And that's incredible. I don't want to lose that. I'm not trying to gamble what we have. You look at where you are. But there comes a point where... We're young. Not yet 30. And I guess you have to ask yourself. Have I experienced everything I want to experience? Not to make it a death sentence, obviously... Life, sex life extends well beyond these years. I'm not saying that it doesn't. Not at all, but but it's that window. Whatever you consider your youth to be. Shrinking. And the things it makes you consider. How you want to spend it while you can. Sure. Maybe I was trying to have my cake and eat it here. But Michael's open-minded. He's not a prude. Not sex-shy or anything. Still, though, I'm aware it's... uh, Well, it's a big ask, to come more or less out of nowhere. I did think we'd both enjoy it, 
And I did think it would be good for us to experience something new, different, together, to trust each other. And that trust made me want to share this with him. I wouldn't want to do it with a partner I didn't care about. Does that make sense? It was weird, I guess, because it wasn't a mutual decision. Not something we came to together, or both knew for sure the other person wanted to try. She risked something, telling me. She it risked... wasn't an ultimatum. Well... wasn't a deal-breaker. Me. I wasn't saying it was orgy or nothing. But even if she's not saying that, it is. Because if it's not now, it's later. This feeling, it won't just go it's away. It's not like I want to cheat on him. It's not even about fucking other people. It's something for us. Both of us. Him as much as me. I just don't want to... I've always told myself there were things I'd do. I've always figured there'd be things I'd try. And I don't think I'm... I'm not ready to give those up. What did I say? We talked it over. Well... Honestly. I was honest. Openly. Said the idea of seeing her with other people didn't... That didn't do it for me. Maybe that's too traditional of me, possessive, whatever, but it's how I feel. She was understanding, so appreciative of my feelings. Said we wouldn't do anything I wasn't comfortable with. That this was a decision between the two of us. It had to be mutual. I listened to her, considered it, weighed it up in my head and... We went? We went. It was a month ago now. The actual night. The party in question. Look. And it... Let me put it this way. We've got another one next week. What I love about this little play is that it really could have gone either way. That testing of the boundary Jan felt she had to do, that exploration of the parameters, she really did risk losing Michael in doing that. And and that loss would not have been for lack of love in what's clearly a really great relationship that they both enjoy. Let's bring a final thought there. And the way Will wrote it really kept me guessing right up until the delivery of that last line exactly which way it was going to go. And I'm thrilled it turned out well for them. I Think This Will Be Good For Us was written by Will Pinhay and starred Beth Johnson as Jan and Peter Hardingham as Michael. Sound designed by me, Sassy Clyde. It was produced by Jano Media in association with Get Over It Productions. Our theme tune is by Emma McGrath. Don't forget to send us your script in via the website. Follow us everywhere at the scene underscore pod. Look out for extra content and, yeah, come back every Monday to hear another bite-sized piece of portable theatre. Yeah.